0: Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. Right now we're working our way through the book of Jonah, but before we dive into the book of Jonah, I want to tell you about something exciting that's happening here at the Daily Devotion. This today is our 85th episode. And in celebration of our 100th episode, we wanted to do something fun, and I reached out to InterVarsity Press, and they have graciously provided a copy of New Bible Commentary, which is a single-volume commentary on the entire Bible. And it is, in my opinion, the absolute best single-volume commentary on the whole Bible that you can find. It was edited by Gordon Winham, Alec Motier, D.A. Carson, R.T. France. If if those names don't mean anything to you, those are four guys that if you see something written by them, it's worth reading. And the contributors to this incredible commentary include guys like Douglas Moo, Michael Eaton, Derek Kidner, of course, D.A. Carson and R.T. France and David Kleins, Gordon Hugenbarger, John Gate, Sinclair Ferguson. It just goes on and on and on. And so they've provided this for me to give away to one blessed winner that will be announced on our 100th episode. So how do you get involved? Well, you go to our Facebook page or you can go to the Twitter feed and you'll see a link for the giveaway. You just click on that link and then you can share that link on Facebook and that'll do two things. One, that'll help get you or that'll get you entered in so that you can possibly win, but also that will help us get the word out about the daily devotion. I didn't realize that's how giveaways worked when I planned this, but it is, and so that's kind of fun that that maybe we can grow this little group of folks that are interested in studying the Bible together in this way. So go share that link for your chance to win a copy of the new Bible commentary. With all that said, let's dive in this morning to the book of Jonah. I'll pray for us. We're just going to look at one verse this morning, so I'll pray for us, and then we'll jump right in. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it instructs us, that it directs us to Christ in all things. We ask, Father, that as we look at your word this morning, that you would help us, that you would strengthen us by your spirit, that we might understand your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're just going to look at one verse this morning because it's a verse that is picked up in particular ways uh, in the New Testament that I want us to consider as well. That verse is Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. This is what it says. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, this is the part of the story where we people begin... to to start asking some of the historical questions. And and some people kind of guffaw at the idea that the historicity of this book even matters at all. But I think it does. I think we are to, to take this book as historical. There's a number of reasons for that. But not the least of which is the fact that if we believe the Bible, miracles shouldn't surprise us. Jesus raises people from the dead. God created everything with with the spoken word. We see things happen where, where God works in his creation for his purposes. And that shouldn't undermine our confidence in Scripture in any way. So here we see Jonah has been thrown into the sea. The sailors wanted to know what to do. They were trying to save themselves from this incredible storm that God had thrown on them because Jonah was running away from the presence of the Lord. And Jonah came along after they woke him up and said, hey, throw me into the sea and this will all stop. They prayed to God and said, hey, don't let this guilt come on us. They throw him into the sea. The storm stops and they worshiped God. Then the scene in verse 17 switches back to Jonah. And it says that the Lord had appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, you're familiar with the story of Jonah. You know he survives and is spit back out on the land. We don't know what kind of fish this is, and, and, and there's all kinds of things that people do to try to undermine this story. One of the things is they, they start calculating, so okay, what kind of fish could do this? What kind of fish could swallow a man without immediately killing him? You know, so a shark that's going to crunch you is out. So they'll look at some big whale or something like that, and then they'll start trying to calculate, well, how much oxygen would be in its gut, and would there be enough there for Jonah to breed you? And they start doing all the, and that's missing the point. The point isn't whether this could literally happen. The point is that this is a miracle. It did break the rules. So we don't have to somehow fit this into the rules for it to be historical. That, that's kind of the point of miracles. So here Jonah now is in this fish and It says he was in there three days and three nights. And this becomes the point that is picked up on in the New Testament by Jesus. In Matthew chapter 12, we read this. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it for they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. So here in Matthew 12 verses 38 through 42, Jesus picks up on the story of Jonah. And makes the point, as he says in verse 40, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus gives us this view of Jonah, this typology view of Jonah, that, that somehow Jonah's you know, death, his burial in the well was a typological picture of what Jesus would do. And and just as Jonah's burial in the well was not the final word, though as we see in chapter 2, he thought it was going to be, but just as that was not the final word and, and he survived that death, so will Christ. And then he carries it on, just as Nineveh repented, so should we. So Jesus uses this to give us a picture of, of what it is that he was going to do as he announces his own death, burial, and resurrection here in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. So when we read Jonah, this is kind of how we need to be reading it. It's, it's how we need to be thinking about what's going on. Just as to use the New Bible commentary, it says that Jonah's miraculous escape authenticated his preaching. The resurrection of Jesus will do the same. That's what this is about. This is about Jesus conquering death. Even as Jonah did, yes, he did it with the help of God, and so did Jesus. The Spirit raised him from the dead. And so as we read the story of Jonah and see this, It's it's all of a sudden not just a story about what happened to Jonah. But it's Jesus read this story and, and used it and applied it. It's a story that begins to shed light both on the work of Christ, on the faithfulness of the preaching of Jonah, and the faithfulness of the preaching of Christ, the effectiveness of that message, and what our response to that preaching should be. Just as the Ninevites repented, so should we. So when we find those typological statements like that, we're reminded that the Old Testament really is about Jesus. It really does show us something about him. So again, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so Christ will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jonah was buried in order to be brought back and bring the good news of repentance to Nineveh. Jesus was buried in order to be brought back and thereby conquer sin and death and so bring the good news of the gospel to the world. That's what Jesus is saying is pictured by the story of Jonah in relation to his ministry. See, God is at work even to the point of giving his son over to death or in the case of Jonah, giving his prophet over to death in order to bring about his will for the salvation of his people. That's one of the things we see in the book of Jonah. God desired the Ninevites and so he would do whatever it took to get this message of repentance to them. If that meant burying and bringing his prophet back, so be it. And so in the Gospels, we see that God desires his people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation and will do whatever it takes to have them as his people, even if that means giving his only son to die that we might have life. And that's exactly what he did. And so might we, like the Ninevites, learn to look to him in faith and repentance. And so be saved. Amen.